Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with American actor Uba Baba Tunde, who you may know playing Daniel Harrelson Sr. or Pops in the TV show SWAT. He's also in Dear White People and Goliath at the moment. And in the past, he's also been in the TV show Friends and also got to perform with Liza Minnelli and are still good friends with her. So today we talk to him about all areas of his career, acting, singing, dancing, what can't he do? Even some interesting hobbies that you may not know about. There is so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving I'm it having up. fun. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren, rave it up. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Oba, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today? Well, I'm wonderful and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. You're so welcome. Is this your first Australian interview? That's exciting. You know, you know, oddly enough, it is. I've been, I've had the pleasure of traveling all over the world, but this is my first Australian interview and I'm very excited. Woo! Exclusive for Rave It Up. <laughs> <laughs> now, since this is your first time on the show, Uba, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better and start from the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you've made it to where you are today. So, I gotta say, you've really done it all, acting, singing, dancing, and you started acting in plays in high school and even wrote poetry I had to read. So was it always a plan to make it a career though, or was it more just like a hobby that you wanted to just do you know, on the side, like a curriculum? I, I think it would be safe to say that this career chooses you more than you choosing it. That's you know, crazy, um, because I think that, um, you know, I have a saying that your, your do is not necessarily your who. Mm. And by that, I mean your do is what affects change in your life, but your who is how you affect change in someone else's life. And it seems that the aspect of entertaining and uh, being involved in, in, in things that, that were affecting others' lives through entertainment has always been a part of my life. So as you mentioned, and I see you did do your homework, I started writing poetry in my last year of high school. And then when I'm my first year of college, I took those, those poems, which were about life circumstances, and I started turning them into one act plays, where I got an opportunity to direct them, cast my fellow classmates in them, and direct and, and, and some of them even star in. So that was sort of my introduction, if you will, to the aspect of theater. I had been a musician. I played, uh, my first professional job as a musician was at 14 years old and I played the trumpet. And so, and it's so interesting because no matter what it is, and I'll say this to, to, to your viewers, no matter what it is that, it, it, that you find yourself doing, learning, it will always find a way to manifest itself in your life later in life. You don't know when. And we'll talk about some of those things as we go along today, hopefully. 
But that's sort of how the, 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 the aspect got started. Now, we have a limited amount of time because if I started telling you everything that I did in the last 49 years, that doesn't even include the no paying, low paying jobs. That's earning a living at it. We wouldn't have enough time. But we'll be able to cover some of the highlights, hopefully, that have uh, structured this, which is now identified as a career. Mm. You know, I always say that it's not about the pearl. It's about the string of pearls. And what I mean by that is that a job is a pearl, but it is a string of jobs that make up a career. And that's what I've been fortunate enough to be able to have. A string of pearls at this point. Love it. Big, big necklace there, Uber. <laughs> <laughs> so were there any other careers that you wanted to pursue or, you know, like they call it plan B? Um, because, you know, when you're, when you're not auditioning or if you not actually have a job, you know, you're out of a job for a while. And I did read well, that even in high school, you were, you know, in the cross country team and stuff. So, you know, did you ever want to get into sports as well? Well, you know what is, it, it, I think that, you know, people used to say to me, well, when I was doing theater, they say, well, what is your, you know, you, out of film, television, and theater, what, what's, uh, you know, uh, what's your favorite? And I said, well, that's kind of like asking somebody to choose what their favorite child was. It's <laughs> difficult to do, okay? So even in everything that I did, whether it was as a musician, you know, uh, whether it was um, the different instruments I played, because I played several instruments, and, uh, but somehow everything that I did, maybe it was how I was raised at, at, at the house. I always found myself entertaining. I used to get my buddies and they would bless them. They would come up to the house and I would put on uh, uh, music and I would do a pantomime, no words. And I would entertain them and they would sit there. Then when I, I in college, I did this thing called Oba's Corner. And the, the kids would come every day. I couldn't believe it. And during a certain time, and I would tell the story that I was making up right there in that moment. I didn't even know what I was going to say, but they all always ended the exact same way. And I would tell this thing for about 30 minutes, just making it up improv going along. And then I would say, and then, and then I would get to the point where I jumped in the car and I was driving the car really, really fast, as fast as I could possibly go. And then somehow I couldn't get any brakes and I would drive off the cliff and I died. And I would tell this story, no matter if I was talking about ice cream or whatever, it would always end up that. And these people would come back every single day and they would go, well, uh, Get out of here, he got us again. So I think that no matter what it was that I was doing, you know, I, I didn't, I never had what someone would identify as a plan B because I always believed in me. Mm. I always believed in me and I loved helping and I loved serving. And one of the great things about the entertainment industry is that in well, in any industry really, but particularly in the entertainment industry, you're there to serve the project. You're there to serve your audience. You're there to be a vessel in by which you are able to transform, not just yourself, but those that are paying attention, viewing, hearing, or listening. That's a great way to put it. Absolutely. A lot of people just go into it for themselves, which is great because you need the passion, the love behind it, but you are really serving other people too. Yes. Yeah. Now I do have a passion that you probably know, and we'll come back to the entertainment, but my passion is horses. Yes. I, I found that really interesting. It was very random. I was like, what? Horse whisperer and a rodeo yes. competitor? Yes. <laughs> what don't you do? <laughs> and as people say it all the time, as well as sign language. Yes, which you taught yourself, right? <laughs> yes, you did your homework. Wow. Oh I yeah, I knew it. you'd be impressed. <laughs> I always I do. am impressed. I'm blown away and I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time. I don't want to like ask just the, you know, boring questions that you can find out on Google anyway. I want to know the yes. good stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that shows that you have a passion for what you do. 
And so I salute you for that. Thank you for being who you are. Notice I said not what you do, but who you are. Absolutely. Well, since you just did bring up the horses too, I found that very interesting because I was thinking, did you like grow up on a farm or something? Like, how do you even get into something like that? You know, it's, 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 it's an interesting question. People ask that all the time. And they see my dad was into horses. And, um, but they kind of did it the old fashioned way. I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it that way. And which we don't do like that anymore because horses at that time, when I was very, very small young boy and my dad was doing it, they were identified as tools. Now they're very different. You know, people have relationships with horses, but it was something that I, when I went, when I left New York and I went to California, I wanted something that was outside of the entertainment industry so that I wasn't just sitting and waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. And that I could stay in touch with the human, humanity and myself. Horses are a great way to do that. I've learned so much about dealing, how to deal with people by dealing with horses. And what I mean by that, I don't compare people to horses, but Here's the great thing about horses. Because they're prey animals, they don't deal with love or hate. They deal with trust and or distrust. Mm -hmm. And the only way to earn, and I underscore earn, their trust is, through my experience, is only one way. Investment of time and consistency of behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's a valuable lesson because in the entertainment business, uh, you got a lot of egos and they go, hey, man, you're great. You're fabulous. Wow, that was amazing, that performance. And then they go, ah, I hate when you walk away. Somebody might say, ah, he thinks he's all of that. I didn't like the movie at all. I hated it. He was terrible. You know, you give a horse a carrot and it follows you and you think the horse likes you. No, it likes the carrot. Yes. <laughs> and it'll appreciate it coming from you, me, on the ground, in a bucket. It doesn't attach any affinity from the source in which it comes. The relationship of earning and trusting investment of time and consistency of behavior. Mm -hmm. So that way it affords one to get to really get to know someone, you know? Um, so I, I've, I've learned that from dealing with horses um, and have been able to earn quite a few horses trust through investment of time and also language. We talked about sign language and me teaching myself and I'm not deaf and I don't have anybody deaf in my family. People ask that all the time. Well, why did you learn it? And I say, because it's a language. And I just thought it was a beautiful language. But the key had to do with the ability to communicate. So with horses, what I teach as a horse whisper is the language of the horse so that I'm able to communicate and I can teach others how to communicate with this creature. See, here's a creature that weighs upward of 1,500, 12 to 1,500 pounds. And it doesn't have the brain power that we have, nor will we ever have the brawn power that Bet had had. But when I join one with that horse, look what happened. Now I have the brawn I could never have, and it has the brain it could never have, and we're one. What a beautiful merger. Jeez. I want to know, have you ever seen the Canadian TV show Heartland? I think you'd love it. <laughs> oh, great, great. All about horses, horse whispering, you know. I, I, they've done an incredible job. I've, I think they're on like their 13th season now. It's been going Woo! on for a very long time, yes. <laughs> Yes. Check it out if you want. It's on Netflix and everything. So Absolutely. I certainly will. Readily accessible. <laughs> Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it. Maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do. Well, this is your time. Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. 
Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. For those who don't know, you were actually born with the name Donald Cohen and you change it to Uba, um, Babatunde, and because Uba means king and... For the audience, Babatunde means father has returned again. Why did you decide to not stay with your actual name? Have you kind of found it better with the industry, better opportunities because you've got a unique name? Well, well, no, actually, my name when I joined, was in the industry with being over Babatunde, they told me that I had to change it. They, and I said, why? They said, well, nobody will ever remember it. And I said, well, it's not important whether they remember my name or not as long as they remember what I've done. Yes. Because again, in the industry, I'm here to serve. Now, Donald Cohen is the uh, Oba Babatunde is the direct translated of that name. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. So, so it really wasn't that much of a change. But what's interesting is that Babatunde, the spirit of the grandfather, has returned in the child. It's Nigerian in origin, and for the last five generations, my oldest son, making the fifth. All the firstborn men in my family have been born the same day, the same month. Wow. That's very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's usually two reactions to that. There's usually yours. Wow. Oh, or what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I always say jokingly, well, don't stand too close to the men at a certain time of the year because you too could have a Baba Tunde. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. We learned something new. That's something that's definitely not on the internet is that it is a direct, direct translation. So thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. I just have to bring this up because I did find it really exciting and I don't expect us to talk about it for very long, but you co-starred with Liza Minnelli in 1980 and Liza in concert. How was it working with her? Do you guys still keep in contact? Because I did see back in 2017, you put a tweet up wishing her a happy birthday and... Yes, actually, I was, she's sensational. She was very instrumental in helping um, change my, boost my career and change my life. It was actually in 1978 that I joined her in the Her World Tour. I'll give you the funny story. It's really wonderful. Uh, and yes, we still keep in contact all the time. Aww, she's a beautiful. special, special human being in my life. Um, I was in a show on Broadway called Timbuktu, starring Eartha Kitt yes, and yes. Um, uh, Gilbert Price, Melba Moore, and a host of other wonderful people. And one day I came to work and there was a note on the call board. Now, for those who may not know what a call board is, in theater, it's a board where when people call and leave messages, this person who works at the stage door will write that message down and put it on this board. And it put your name on it. Well, I saw my name on this thing and I said, call Liza. And it was a number. I thought somebody was playing a joke. I didn't know who any Liza. So I threw it in the trash. Oh, no. The next day, the next day, there's a note that says on the board, another one says, call Liza. So I said to the stage door guy, who was classic old time stage door guy, he was about five foot one. He had on, he smoked a cigar and it was about that long, you know, and he chewed on it all night and all day. And I said, I said, hey, Frank, uh, who quick's putting this note on the door? He goes, listen, I take the messages and I put it on the board. Call or don't call, I don't care, <laughs> right? So I call her and I said, hi, let me speak to lies. Cause I'm thinking it's a joke. Mm. Someone said, who's calling? I said, my name is Oba. So a woman answers the phone, get, you know, comes to the phone. Hello. I said, who is this? She said, Liza. I said, yeah, right. I didn't believe it. <laughs> she says, Oba. I said, yeah. She said, listen, my choreographer and I came to see the show a couple of nights ago, and we thought you were wonderful. 
And I said, wait a minute, is this Liza Minnelli? And she said, yes. I said, you're doing a show at the uh, Majestic Theater. I have a break in between and so do you. I'm coming over there and make sure it's you. She says, okay. <laughs> I went over, went to the stage door, went in, said, I'm here to see Liza. My name is Oba. They said, just a moment. And they took me back to her dressing room and there she was. I was flabbergasted. Wow, hi. You know, and she repeated it. She says, listen, I'm about to do a world tour and I'm looking for one other individual. Roger Minami, who was in the show, is going to be one of the persons and I need one other person. Would you be willing to come and audition for this co-star position? I said, yeah, okay. She said, she said um, okay, it's Monday, which is the day off in the theater. And it's at Minskoff Rehearsal Studios. I said, okay, I'll be there. Gave me the time. So I go. If there was one person, there had to be about 100 guys in that room. Mm. And they lined us up. Liza wasn't in the room, just the a choreographer and Roger. And we, I walk right to the front. And we got the combination and I start dancing. Pow, pow, pow. They were cutting 20 at a time. They got down to four of us. Boom, boom, boom. Cut it down to two. Now we had to say, okay, you two guys have to go in and sing now for Fred Ebb, John Kander, and Liza. Great. We go in, meet her and John and, and, and Fred and and the choreographer's there, and um, they said, well, who wants to sing first? And I said, well, let him sing first. So I walked out the room, he sang, I came in, and I began to sing. You know, they, 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 they said, what are you gonna sing? And I, I remember I sang a song from a Broadway show called The Wiz, and the song was, If You Believed. So I started singing, if you believe, within your heart, you know. No one can change the path that you must go. Now, I'm singing, but at that time I had all these hand gestures that I did while I was singing. Believe what you feel and know you're right because. And Fred stopped, he said like this, he put his hand up and he said, you have a lovely voice. I want you to start again. Put your hands behind your back and don't move and sing. I did. Never sang it better in my life. Wow. Lesson learned that day. <laughs> so after that, Liza said, well, I've made my choice. Then um, they said, well, Fred said, I've made mine. John Candace said, I made mine. And uh, they said, uh, well, who's going to tell the guy in the hall? So the choreographer said, well, I'll tell him. So they called the guy back in and you know, they said, thank you very much, right? And uh, the next part of the story is very, very odd. I had facial hair, I had a mustache and a goatee. I had never shaved ever in my life. <laughs> never, never shaved, just had this facial hair. So they said, well, we need you to shave. And I said, where I got the chutzpah to do this, I don't know. But I said, I can shave my goatee, but I can't shave my mustache. And they said, why not? And I lied. I just didn't want to shave it because I had never shaved it. And I said, I get a bad rash, but I'll shave this. And I, for whatever reason. I fell for it. <laughs> yeah. Liza said later, she said, I like that that you stood up for something that you want. You didn't just go, I'll do anything, I'll do anything, I'll do anything. She said, I love that about you. And what she used to say, she says, Oba is the only person I've ever met in my life who is comfortable in his skin. Mm. And we spent the next year and a half touring around the world. We did Barishnikov on Broadway television special. Um, we played Carnegie Hall and I just, heard last week that the 
album that was made, the recording that was made from that performance is being issued, remastered and digitalized. Ooh. I'm so excited and it should be coming out in the next couple of months. Oh, let so, me know. <laughs> I will, I will. I mean, so to have done Carnegie Hall and what we were doing was at that time, her mother, Judy Garland, held the record for the longest running um, show at Carnegie Hall. And so we broke that record. Wow, we stayed there. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was pretty special, you know? And, um, you know, really uh, a special human being. And like I said, um, we had a great time on that tour. On that tour, I met my entertainment mentor, Mr. Sammy Davis Jr. Mm. And um, the quick story about that was, we were opening, well, it was our last night at Harrods before we went on tour. He was doing, gonna be doing his world tour and we were gonna be doing our world tour. Uh, and so we would either proceed or follow one another around the world for the next year and a half. And so, he, you know, growing up, he was who I saw that had this, the same hue and the image of someone who did everything. And so I patterned my entertainment career after that, singing, dancing, acting, playing musical you know, instruments and, and, and doing it, wanting to do it at the highest level. Mm. So um, I get a knock on the door and they said, they said, oh, but Sammy's here and he wants to meet you. I said, well, I, I'd rather him see me after he's seen me work. Crazy guy I am. They said, well, he's not gonna stay for the show. He says his gums is bothering him and he's gonna get some rest for tomorrow because he opens tomorrow here. So he said, well, come on in and meet him. So I go in and he's getting something out of the cooler. And, um, you know, I, I said, uh, uh, how do you do, Mr. Davis? And he said, Sam, man, call me Sam. It's marvelous, Ova. Liza tells me you're sensational. I will get an opportunity to spend time with you on the road, but I've got, the audience is the first priority and I've got to go and rest. Well, as it turned out, he stayed. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know he stayed. In the middle of the show, Liza's dresser, Helen, said, oh, but Liza said to tell you, Sammy's here. He stayed. Well, I was going to do my show anyway. After the show, there's a knock on the door. Uh, I, hear, I hear him in the hall. Great show, hon. Where's Ova's dressing room? Knock on the door. I opened the door, and there he stood. And he said to me, you, my man, are a bitch on wheels. A bitch <laughs> on wheels. He came in paid me a lot of nice compliments. And I said to him, Mr. D, because I could never call him Sammy. I said, affectionately said, Mr. D, sir, I wanna thank you for coming in through the kitchen so that I could come in through the front door. Oh, that's a good line. His eyes, welled, his eye welled up with a tear, ran down his face. He hugged me and he said, thank you for that. I said, I'm sure you hear it a lot. I said, he said, but I could never hear it enough Aww. because all those years when his, the early maturation of his career, because he was black, he wasn't allowed to come in through the front door, yeah. even though he was a headliner. He was coming in through the back door in the kitchen. So, and, and what he did was from that moment on, we became very, very close. And I was with him right until his passing. And I miss him still to today, yeah. you know, but I do a show called um, Oba in Concert, right? And uh, Once in a Lifetime. And it's a tribute to him because it's the kind of show that he would have done. Hmm. All singing, all dancing, playing musical instruments, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So I keep that legacy going the best I can. May he rest in peace. Yes. That's an amazing story, though. Thank you for sharing that with us. I didn't expect yes. that as well. I was just expecting the Liza Minnelli story, but that's amazing. <laughs> You'll have to come back on the show, okay, when that new album comes out, the remastered one, and we can talk all about it. Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. And let me know if yes. she ever wants to come on, too. I'd love to talk about her, her career. She's a Yeah, right. Woman. What wow. a legend. Woo. An absolute legend. <laughs>
Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. 1997, you were actually in one of my favorite shows. It still is to this day, Friends. You were the director yes. of Joey's Audition. I actually need to go back and rewatch it because, like, I'm a huge fan uh-huh. of yours in SWAT. And I was like, no, that wasn't him in Friends, was it? Because I remember the episode and I was like, oh, my God, it was. <laughs> yes, yes, so yes. I really wanted to ask. I know it's a really funny question, but how did you not laugh when you come back in and Joey shows you what he, the you know, choreography put together for them? I'm just like, how yeah. is he keeping a straight face right now? <laughs> you know, he 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 was uh, he was so wonderful. You know, as as an actor and, and and a fellow cast member, and I was overjoyed to be on the show. The actual dance that I did, I choreographed that. for the audition and they said whatever he did for the audition that's what he wanted me to do on the show so that the 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 dance that i did five six seven eight potable ray potable ray kickball change ground round de jean double pirouette and jazz hands you still remember that that's amazing (laughs) yeah yeah and and, and so yes 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 you remember and then he's just like yeah yeah he's like Oh yeah, no, he was he's a he was a great guy and he still is. Mm, that's incredible. Did you find like what had you still been keeping up with that whole dance because you have a huge dance background anyway, were you keeping up with the dancing, you know, up until then? Because I I do hear a lot of stories, people gotta, you know, as they get older, keep up with the dancing, keep their bodies. Oh yes, no. I mean, listen, you never know. I mean, um, you know, I, I've had to, you know, you know. You know, I mean, with dream girls and, you know, so forth and so on. And, you know, once you're a dancer, you're always a dancer. Oh, yeah. I'm a dancer, you know? too. I'm a Latin yeah. dancer. But, yeah, I've danced all my, all the other, uh, you know, jazz. What, what you say, Latin pop. dance? Yeah, Latin dancing now. Oh, listen, we have the salsa together, darling. Absolutely. I love that. Let me know if you ever come to Australia, okay? <laughs> all right. Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 I earned my own school here as well, and we do our own like, really? social nights. So, yeah, come on over. We'd love to have okay. you. Okay, thank you. That's my little other, you know, I own two businesses. I'm a very busy woman. I, I do both. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's fabulous. That's incredible. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I've I can. done jazz, hip hop, ballroom as well. So, yeah, I'm, I know what you mean. It's like once a dancer, always a dancer. To me, it's, oh, yes. It's and not I even would tell people, I said, I, love it. I tell people, I said, I, I act through my dancing, I dance through my acting, I sing through both of the other two disciplines, you know, so it's all one for me. Absolutely. It all just like over overlaps, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. It overlaps. Absolutely. You know? Triple threat, as they call it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I can't believe we've already been talking for half an hour. I'm like, geez, that's gone so quickly. I'm loving your stories. <laughs> one of my, I think you're one of the top favorite guests I've had now. And we haven't even finished. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Well, there's a, there's a lot of them to go. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think a big one we also got to talk about is my other favorite show, which is a bit more current because Friends is, it's still just rerunning now, isn't it? And Netflix yes, is incredible yes. to replay it, but more of a current show is SWAT. And yes. I've had uh, a couple of co-stars on, uh, Kenny Johnson's been on, 
Um, yes. He plays Luca and then also Peter Anorati, who hasn't been on for a while. Yes, um, yes, yes. But, yeah, both in so, such beautiful actors. I'm, I'm hoping to get Shamar on. Come on. Like, he's just been so busy and I just I can't make a time work. <laughs> but you've, well, played, you've played Shamar. He's a lot. He, uh, no, father, I know so. your, your, your audience would love him. He's a great, great human being. And, you know, it's been fabulous playing his dad on the show. And it's interesting because the relationship that we have is, is as close, maybe even closer off screen than on screen. Aww. And so it translates to our relationship on screen. I you know? love that. Um, well, now you've you know, been on the show, you're just going to have to make him feel bad and go, you have to go on Rave It Up, all right? <laughs> I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him. Well, you do come in and out of the show quite a lot. So how often do you actually, are you actually on set filming within, say, a year? Do you just get all of your filming over and done with in one go if you can? No, or, no, 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 no. Still I come in, anyway? you know, yeah, it doesn't work like that. I come in throughout the season, you know, um, you know, like maybe if we're doing uh, 13 or 22, you know, um, I'm there, you know, intricate, intricate, intricately throughout the season. So, yeah. you know, it's been wonderful, really. You know, I, I, I think when I first came on the show, they only had planned. I came in in the second season and I don't think that they had intended for Pops to still even be alive, let alone be on the show. But the chemistry, I think, is so special between Shamar and I that it's built. The, the fans love, you know, seeing he and I together and, 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 and the other members of the family. And so it's added something, I think, to the show that's of great value. Well, it, uh, it adds to the background story of Hondo as well, to have you in it and, you know, all the flashback um, scenes as well. You know, it's it's needed for someone as big of a main character as Hondo is. I agree. Mm, yeah, we, we love, we love Pops. <laughs> yeah. He's like the dad we all want. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was doing my research on you too, I did notice you actually played a SWAT captain in the, in the film John Q with Denzel Washington. That's did absolutely you try correct. And go for like a SWAT team leader in SWAT as well, the TV show, or were they always well, just like, "Nah, pops, you're pops." <laughs> yes, but you know, I mean, if you saw this season, you know, Pops has been involved in in in, in getting in getting his hands into helping resolve some of those issues that yeah, the SWAT that. teams have been coming in, in contact with. So, they, you know, Pops, see, the thing is that what's interesting, backstory, I don't know if people realize this, but Pops, this is the, the, the interesting conflict, is that Pops was a Panther, a Black Panther, a member of the Black Panther Party. So to have his son grow up to be a SWAT team leader is interesting dichotomy because it's like the Panthers and the challenges they had with police. Mm. See, so it, it, it's really, it made for a real great story conflict of how this child that I raise grows up to be in the, 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 the police department, not just that, but a SWAT and a team leader. Mm. So there's a lot of times and we've, we've been and the, the, so, the writers are so brilliant because they've investigated that with Pop's own individual feelings about what he thinks about the police. Mm. And here it is. His son is a SWAT team leader. So, yeah, it's interesting. And then, you know, I've played other police officers and other movies. You know, I was a detective in in the movie with uh, Kathleen Turner, Turner and Dennis Quaid undercover blues and um so and then as you mentioned you know with um denzel and robert duvall and then that great cast in john q the head of the swat team so i have knowledge about police work you know it must have really so, helped you. coming into this show even though you're not yes. playing in you know actually a policeman in this one but it's still i would say pretty pretty helpful and you could probably over the time probably give shabar some advice for his character <laughs> yes no it worked it's, it's worked it's it's a that's why i remember i said earlier on that no matter what it is that you have found or investigated or gone through your life in it will somehow serve you in one time or another 
Absolutely. It's just another pearl uh, with the pearl necklace. <laughs> 360. <laughs> there you go. And I, something I really love about the show is not just even the connection between you and Shamar's character and just the, it, it doesn't even have to be actual blood family. It's the family within the SWAT team and everything. Yeah. And also that the show covers so many real topics, you know, they covered Black Lives Matter, they covered even COVID and bisexuality and things like that, even immigration in just this last season. So I really want to know, what would you like to see them cover next? Is there something that they haven't covered yet that you'd love to see? Well, you know, it's a great question, deserves a great answer. You know, I, if you, the, the storyline where it was, you talked about when um, it was a reflection on the riots, mm. part of that was born in terms of my character was born out of an experience of Oba's life. And I shared that with the writers. And they said, hey, would you allow us to use that as the basis for the story? And I said, for what you know, Pops is going through? And I said, absolutely. So it's been wonderful to be able to do that. I, I like to see them maybe touch upon uh, Pop's musical background so I could get a chance to perform on this show. <laughs> uh, just sneak that in. Oh, but yeah, by the way, Pop sings and he dances. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be great. You know, you know, I've decided to, to get back on the stage and, and all of a sudden the place gets held up and they yeah. got to come and rescue me. <laughs> that would be amazing. I That would be a top episode, I think. Really. Yeah, and I tell him, I said, trying to I can't believe it. Right when I was getting ready to do my big number, this fool wants to start shooting. <laughs> I can see Pop saying that. Right. <laughs> How dare he? So selfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hopefully you're just going to have to share maybe this interview with the producers and the writers and see what happens, eh? Yeah, never can tell, right? <laughs> oh, that'd be really combining all your passions and your loves. And then it? we can say, you heard it first here. Yes. I love that. See, oh, but you're just going to have to come back on, all right? Absolutely. so much more to chat to you about. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, well, something I also love and is so well-deserving is also the awards you've won over your life. You did win a Daytime Emmy Award for your role on Bold and the Beautiful, and then you even were nominated for a Tony for Dreamgirls. What do you think has been the most special moment to you? Has there been one that's meant the most to you out of all of them? It doesn't even have to be an award. It could be like a project you know, you've done. Um, I, um, I have been so fortunate to have been in pieces that really have set change. Like we, just to talk about a couple and then, and then I'll talk about the specialty of something, but um, I uh, I was part of the company that actually created this, the, the musical Dream Girls because it was done and born out of a workshop. Uh -huh. So to be involved in something that from the inception that ended up revolutionizing musical theater, mm -hmm. no Broadway show had ever been done like that before, before us because it was the first time that set pieces moved in and up and across stages with, with automation, with nobody pushing them or pulling them. It was revolutionary. It, um, it uh, changed the way theater was done from then till now. Mm. And also the story that it told. Um, it's still one of the best musicals to ever come down the pike. And to have been a part of that uh, is, is wonderful. I always say, I'm thrilled to get the awards, but I am more thrilled with the reward. And the reward is that which lives in those, in the hearts and minds of those who have been touched by that. And I still have people that come up to me and say, oh my God, I saw you in Dreamgirls, and that was in 1980. And 
and they, uh, um, I had someone, I did a show, uh, a radio show for them. And the producer came on and said, I know I'm not even scheduled to be on the show. He said, but I had to come on to tell you that I am doing what I'm doing today because my parents took me to see Dream Girls when I was 12 years old. And he said, and I found myself on my feet in intermission, applauding after the first act. And I told my mother and father when we left, this is what I want to do. So I want to thank you for giving me a clarity of what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And here he is doing it and very successful. He's a producer, uh, radio and Broadway shows and, and all of the above. Um, my first primetime Emmy nomination was for a, a movie for HBO called Miss Evers Boys, mm. which is based on a true factual situation that happened here in America where there was a study done on black men, untreated syphilis in the African-American male that went on for over 30 years. And we did this with an incredible cast, Mr. Lawrence Fishburne, Alfre Woodard, Joe Morton, the late great Ozzie Davis, directed by the brilliant Joe, Joe Sargent, uh, and a host of other wonderful, wonderful, Craig Sheffer and Greg, Greg Gast. And so to be able to portray those individuals' lives and the egregious wrong that was done to them. And as a result, the president at that time came out after seeing it and offered a formal apology to the survivors and their families, wow. as well as supplied reparations. To be involved in something like that where you're able to change and again, serve. I, I, I'm really, I'm really, really honored. Then of course there's Philadelphia, Tom Hanks, again, Denzel Washington, Jason Robards, Mary Steenburgen, and directed by the brilliant Jonathan Demme. And that Antonio Banderas and that that movie helped change the perception of people living with AIDS from just being dealing with them as based on their disease and dealing with them as human beings suffering mm. so to be a part of that and changing perceptions of people you know uh I've been recognized and, and celebrated. I got the chance to play great human beings. I played Mr. Harold Nicholas of the great Nicholas brothers. You know, most difficult choreography I can tell you because we had to do what the Nicholas brothers did and that was not easy. And thank <laughs> God that Fayard Nicholas was still alive. And so he coached us in what those numbers were. Mm. But to be able to portray those, those men and their, and, 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 and their lives. You know, you mentioned uh, the, the, the primetime Emmy uh, the, for, um, for the, the, uh, the CBS show, again, CBS, for um, the daytime, Bold and the Beautiful, where my character was the father of a transgender child. And I had someone come up to me who happened to be a transgender person and say to me, uh, I want to thank you for the way you portrayed your character because it afforded me to see my father in a way that I had not been able to identify him. And I just hated him because I thought he didn't, he didn't understand and he was mean and he was evil. And, and I, but after seeing the way you portrayed that character, I was able to go back because I didn't realize how it was affecting him and the rest of the family. I was dealing with how it was affecting me. And so the way you portrayed that character in such honesty afforded me to go back and have a relationship that now thr thrives and flourishes with my father. So I've had great opportunities. That's beautiful. That's better than any awards. Yeah. Yeah. All the rewards. I like how you phrased that. <laughs> yes. Great way to put it.
And talking about giving back too, I did also have a read that you co-founded an art-based school with your brother. What's yes. happening with that? Is that still going on? Are you still involved in that? No, that was, that was in 1973-74. Wow. 1973-74, we started this. And what we did was it was one of the first art-based schools. And what we did was we came up with a curriculum and this was born out of the fact of growing up, I identified that in my own maturation, that the artistic student or the artistically inclined student wasn't getting the same kind of love, if you will, as those that were quote unquote scholastically more inclined. Yeah. And so what we did was we developed a curriculum where we taught, we started with one sixth grade classroom, quote unquote experimental. Mm. In three years, we had a first through sixth grade and a preschool, completely licensed staff. And what we did was we started, whoo, wait, do I tell you this? This is going to really make you smile. We, I, 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 I smiling we, the whole time. <laughs> we created, we taught every subject through the use of the creative arts. So we taught math through music. Oh, I love that. I would have loved that at school. Oh. Yes, because what we identified is music is mathematics. It's time. And then you do subdivision of time. So like I would put on, I said, okay, listen, it's time for math. Oh, Mr. Bobatunde, we don't like that. And I put on some music like James Brown. I said, okay, now can you clap to this? And they go, I stop and I say, hey, wait a minute. I thought you told me you didn't like math. That's not math, that's music. I go, well, wait a minute. You were clapping, right? One, two, three, four, that's numbers. Okay, wait a minute. Let me put it on again, clap again. Did it, did it, did it. I stopped it, I said, now you're doing division. How come you told me you didn't like math? They said, what do you mean? I said, well, you were, if it was four beats first and then you were clapping on two and four, that's dividing the time see you guys are tricking me and then they started laughing and then we created like all of these games yeah and it didn't matter what the subject matter was because you can teach and i've identified you can teach anybody anything as long as you teach it in a way that they can relate to it yeah absolutely you see yeah. so that was amazing but here's the part that's going to make you smile big about Three years ago, I, my agent got a call and they said, um, you had a phone call from somebody being named Sharon Brown. I said, Sharon Brown? Who's Sharon Brown? So I called a number. I said, hello. This is Oba. I'm trying to reach Sharon Brown. She said, this is Sharon Brown. I said, well, uh, I understand you called my agent. She said, yes, Oba, you don't remember me? And I said, Sharon Brown. She said, Rafika. Now, we also gave some of the kids African names. She was one of the first students. Wow. She said, Oba, I am the vice principal of a school. And I want you to be our keynote at the graduation. The students will know you from your work in film and television, but I want them to know what you gave to me that invested in my life at that time that's got me doing what I'm doing now. Oh my God. I I'm went, cry. I'm telling you, I went, they surprised me, darling, with some of the, there were four of the original students. Oh. Well, now these are adults now. They got their own kids, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just so moved. I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, and so again, that's another little gem. Mm -hmm. Nothing that you do is wasted. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It can always serve. I liken it to when I tell people, I say, you know, it's like a pebble. I want to be the pebble that's thrown into a still body of water. And what happens? It makes the smallest sound going in and the tiniest ripple. 
But what happens to that ripple? It goes and goes. And it doesn't just go in one direction, does it? It goes in every direction. And even if it should come to an obstacle along the way, it, it will go along an obstacle until it comes to an opening and then it will continue. So everything that you do, nothing is wasted and it will always have a rippled effect and it will come to shore. Now the key is that's good or bad. Mm. So be mindful. Words are thoughts and thoughts are things. So be mindful what you say. If you say I can, you can. If you say I can't, you're also correct. Yes. You should be adding motivational speaker to the long list of things you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm like, ha oh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep you in mind for any like motivational segments we have on the show. Okay. <laughs> Please do. I'll be happy to come and do it. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now, and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. You've achieved so much over what, four decades of your career, maybe five now, I don't know, but yes, I feel like we've only really just touched the surface, even though we've nearly been talking for an hour, but I'd love to know what else can we expect from you in the future? Is it true that you're currently still filming uh, Netflix Dear White People and also Amazon's Goliath? Well, yes, Goliath, I had such a good time and I did get to sing and dance on that show. It was amazing. Yes. So that will be out there. And um, then, you know, we got a sixth season of, of, of SWAT coming down the pipe. Yes. Woo. yes. Thank God. You know? I'm always like on the um, edge of my seat every single, at the end of every season. I'm like, please be another one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thrilled. And then I've got a couple of movies that I am both producing and going to be directing. And I just finished acting in another one. So Things continue to flourish and go. I just continue to give, give, give. My mother used to say, she had a saying that said, there is two things you cannot do with a closed hand and a closed heart. You cannot give, nor can you receive. Mm. So open your hand and open your heart and watch what happens. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to go back and edit this interview and just take all the gems you've said and just write them down as quotes because, oh, I'm such a quote person. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, uh, let's go check check it all out, guys, all the audience, and uh, it, you're always welcome on the show, okay, for any of the future projects. Thank you so very much. I just want to keep hearing much. you talk. It's incredible. <laughs> well, I thank you for, for inviting me. You know, um, I really appreciate it. Thank you for what you're doing and continue success and happiness. Thank you. That's so nice. So kind. Would you like to end with a little bit of a fun game with me too? Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not hard at all. It is a question answer game. It's called the two minute hot seat here on Rave It Up. It's very legendary. And what I do is I ask you various questions. You just have to pick your preference. So it's like okay. singing or dancing. I feel like it's going to be a bit hard for you. Think about that in ahead of time. Singing or dancing. <laughs> you can say both if you want. I'll allow that. <laughs> or uh, dogs or cats or, you know, movies or TV shows, that sort of thing. 
And then we have a leaderboard here on Rave It Up, and you got to answer as many questions in the two minutes as possible. And then when we okay. we finish, we'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else. So if you okay. want to beat um, Kenny Johnson, your SWAT co-star, he's answered forty six questions, and out of Woo! the Zoom interviews, he's sitting like number nine. Um, yeah, that's Kenny, boy. Kenny's a quick, quick oh, respond guy. Peter, Peter Adorati did even better. He, he answered two more questions than him. So he's got 48 questions. And wow. it's number seven on the leaderboard. So that's really good. And I forgot to mention too, Odie Gallup, the technical advisor too. He's oh, yes. The, he's been on the show twice. We absolutely love him and hearing all the stories. He He's answered 51. So he's- Whoa, man. He's the These guys are- He's quick. My he's goodness. <laughs> He was well, real squad. He's got to be fast. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready? Do you have any questions before we start, Uba? I'll do my best. All right. Let me get my stopwatch. Okay. So three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Didn't hear it. Rap or rock music? So what kind of music? Uh, rap or rock? Oh, 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 rock. Rock or pop? Pop. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? What mountains? Beach or mountains? Mountains. Beach or pool? Pool. Sun or rain? Sun. Skiing or snowboarding? Snowboarding. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Both. Sweet or salty? <laughs> Sweet. Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. SUV or convertible? Convertible. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? Or PlayStation or? Or Wii. Nintendo Wii. PlayStation. Clean or messy? Clean. Singing or dancing? Sing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Both. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny. Mall or online shopping? Mall. Cinema or home movie? Home movie. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? Both. Christmas or your birthday? Both. Night or day? Both. Bus or train? Bus. Straight or curly hair? Both. Eye color, blue or brown? Brown. Vampire or werewolf? Werewolf. Texting or calling? Both. Los Angeles or New York? Los Angeles. Friday or Saturday? Friday. TV or movies? Tea. Coffee or tea? Tea. And we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I always give my Zoom interviews probably about two minutes 15 just to make it fair because of the bit of the delay. So how many questions do you think you answered in that time? I'm sorry about it. We were cutting up a little bit at the beginning there. Yeah, I couldn't hear some of the things. Uh, how many did I do? Well, you have answered 41 questions and you're sitting, let me have a look. You're sitting 47 on the whole Rave, Rave It Up leaderboard. That's 150 people have played this. So that, that, I'd say that's pretty good. And out of Zoom interviews, you're sitting uh, number 14. So wow. when you come to Australia, all right, I think you'd be able to kick everyone out of the park. I think we could get you to the top of the, the leaderboard. Yes, yes. <laughs> can, oh, I love it. You can beat the other guys. <laughs> yes. Everybody loves the competitive element, so we love playing that game. I got I rid of it for it. a I while, and then people were going, where did it go? Because fans love it. So <laughs> <laughs> Now, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Uber. It's been so much fun. I cannot wait to have you on again in the future. We definitely have to organize it. <laughs> but... As a closing statement, and was probably the most important question here on Rape It Up, a bit more serious now, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? If I, it's a great question. I love that. 
What would I tell my 14 year old self now? I think I would tell my 14 year old self that you are more responsible for your choices than what others' choices are. Mm. It's a life lesson that I've learned. Choices. As you, in life, I have found that in life, as you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. So you can tell a great deal about someone that you're interacting with by looking at the choices that they make in their life. I told my youngest son, I said, if you are never to accept any kind of abuse from anyone or any, at any time for any reason, but the most important part of that is it is abusive when you deem it so. Mm. Not someone else. Oh, come on. You know, it's not that bad. No, 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 no. It was that bad to me. And so I'm asking you, please don't do that again. And then I said also that if you were dancing with someone that think that this, the basis of this is that things happen because of actions, not intentions. So if the example I gave, I said, if you're dancing with someone and they step on your foot and they break your foot, they maybe didn't intend to do that, but the result of their actions is you have a broken foot. Now, if you're dancing with that person again and you're healed and they step on your foot, one of two things, they either intend to be injurious to you, in which case you must move yourself away from them or them away from you, or they're clumsy. And they can be injurious, and you must then do the same thing. Move yourself away from them or them away from you. Mm. Because results form from actions, not intentions. Yeah. I love that example, too. That's very true. You still would want to stay away, too. That's pure pure gems. Thank you, Oba. <laughs> My pleasure, darling. Good advice for all the young listeners, too, today, I think. <laughs> And if our audience want to find out what you're up to in the future, where should we go? Are you on social media or? I am. I am both on Instagram and Twitter, and I do respond to both. So you got a question for me or you want to say, hey, hit me up on one of those. And it's just under my name, Oba Babatunde, O-B-B-A-B-A-B-A-T-U-N-D-E. Perfect. I'll put the link down below of this interview too for everybody. And I'm going to go follow you now too. You got a new follow. (laughs) Yay! Thank you so much for your time today. It's been incredible. I could talk to you all day, I swear. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you again for what you're doing. Thank you for inviting me. I'm thrilled that I was able to be here. You're welcome. Let's keep in touch, okay? Because there's so many other things I want to chat to you about. (laughs) Absolutely, my love. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.